podcast was produced as part of the class Health Misinformation at the University of Montana. This podcast will highlight the misinformation and stigma surrounding STDs and STIs and promote a better understanding of how to proactively communicate about sexually transmitted diseases and infections. So guys, like, what's the difference between STIs and STD? STI is a sexually transmitted infection and an STD is a sexually transmitted disease according to sddcheck.com. STDs that are commonly spread through sexual contact include HIV, herpes, and HPV. These STDs are passed between person to person through oral sex, vaginal or anal sex, and also through blood. STIs, on the other hand, are bacterial infections and viral infections. STIs include gonorrhea, chlamydia, syphilis, and trichomoniasis. How do STIs slash Ds affect people's lives, especially the younger college students who are just starting to explore their sexual endeavors? There is a very negative stigma around STDs and Is. Modern medicine has provided many resources for combating them. Though it hasn't been this way forever and for many decades, STDs and Is have been negatively affecting people's lives. STDs and Is date back to the Old Testament. In the ancient times, individuals <clears throat> who were infected by STDs and STIs were punished for living a blasphemic conduct of life or as a consequence of low sanitation and hygiene. In the late 15th and 16th century, there was a new plague European soldiers were exposed to. This plague ended up being what we now know today as syphilis and gonorrhea. Without treatment or a cure, there were many lives lost to syphilis since it was introduced. Due to the many achievements in microbiology and chemistry, the fear of STDs was taken away. STDs has been more manageable and less of a threat. That's crazy. I wonder how it was described in the Old Testament. That's super interesting. I would also agree that there's, I I don't know any biblical references regarding. Yeah, that's definitely something to look into. (laughs) I'd like to know. (laughs) Given the historical negative context of STDs slash eyes, how has this affected our culture? Everyone has the potential to be affected by STDs and STIs. According to the CDC, women who are pregnant can pass STDs to their unborn children. Female-bodied individuals are more susceptible to and affected by STDs and STIs than those who are male-bodied. Um, Those reasons being female-bodied individuals may not see symptoms as early, they may confuse symptoms, they may have more serious health complications, and can pass the STD and STI to their children. I had no idea that they could pass them to kids. Yeah, that's super interesting. Yeah, like in birth. Yeah, I know a woman has a herpes outbreak and she can give it during pregnancy. I've actually heard of that before. So, like, guaranteed that if the mom has it, that they give it to their child? Not guaranteed, no, but it can happen. can happen, like, if they're in an active outbreak <coughs> or well, something. I just also Do you think there's any misinformation regarding STDs or STIs? Yeah, I think there's a lot of misinformation regarding STD and STIs. According to John Hopkins Children's Hospital, RapidSCDTesting.com and Giddy.com. There are several reasons why communication surrounding STDs or SEIs can be spread as misinformation. 
One piece of information being you can tell someone has an SD or SDI just by looking at them. That is false. There is no way to tell if someone has an SCD or SDI other than a medical screening. That is why testing and communication of SCD or SDI is important. Secondly, SCD and SDIs are a problem only for queer individuals. According to Helen Massey, a writer for Giddy.com, SCD or SCI are a potential problem for everyone. They are spread through any kind of unprotected sexual contact, regardless of gender, sex, or orientation. Another piece of misinformation from RapidTesting.com is that you can contract an SCD from a toilet seat. Viruses and bacteria do not like to live in warm, damp places. Public bathrooms are not a likely place to contract an STD. Lastly, all STD or STIs are deadly. Some STIs can have deadly consequences like AIDS and syphilis, but you can get medical treatment for even severe illnesses in many situations. Other STDs lead to additional issues if they go untreated. That is why it's important to get tested regularly. I didn't realize that with modern medicine that syphilis was still something that you could die from. If it goes untreated. If it goes yes. untreated. I wonder how long that, like, like incubation period would be for it, how yeah. long. Yeah. What it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> like That's why it's so important to get tested as often as you can. And I think the stigma around STDs is why a lot of people don't get tested as often as they might or they should be getting tested. That's true. They're afraid to communicate that they are feeling issues with their bodies. Yeah. How do you think misinformation has impacted the communication around STDs and STIs? According to the National Library of Medicine, STD or STI-related shame and negative social stigma can create a fear towards communication. Sexually active individuals are fearful to be screened for STD or STIs. Women fear telling their friends and family because of the risk of being labeled as promiscuous. Patients with a stigmatized illness can experience less funding, finding cures, or inadequate care regarding how people contracted the STD or the STI. Of course, it is up to the personal discretion of the person affected to share this information. In a study conducted by the National Library of Medicine, 23% of people reported that they were afraid of being stigmatized and 32% of others stated the situation was too private to share. With all of us being communication majors, it is important to remind people they need to communicate their problems if they feel comfortable given the relationship. That's definitely easier said than done in personal relationships, but it's so important. It's, yeah, if you are experiencing issues and also, you know, look to your provider for therapy. Yeah, or like guidance on how to talk to a partner in a way that's about yeah what resources can we touch on to help people defeat that social stigma and also seek treatment for stds or eyes here in missoula there's a number of resources testing.com offers a number of locations across the country and offers more than std and sti testing facilities at the university of montana students and faculty members have access to std and sti screening at curry health center Curry Health Center also offers mental health counseling. 
Planned Parenthood, Open Aid Alliance, Blue Mountain Clinic, and Providence Health Center are all located in and around Missoula and offer STD and STI screenings. I wasn't aware of how many resources the university has for STDs and STIs. Um, do you think they should do a better job at their outreach to students? I think when I was a freshman, I felt like it was there for us, it was provided for us, but as I'm no longer living in the dorms or really involved with campus life, I would say that I, like as a transfer student, might not know this. Yeah, definitely. I think it's important to do outreach to, like you said, transfer students or maybe even older non-traditional students who might not have access or might not know about any other healthcare facilities around Missoula, especially if you're not from here. Absolutely. Definitely, yeah. I wasn't aware of... The purpose of this podcast was not to promote risky sexual behaviors, but rather for people to feel more comfortable with their communication surrounding STDs and STIs and chip away at the social stigma of sexually transmitted diseases and infections.